This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast recorded live at the spacious Lineup Media Group studios in Edwardsville, Illinois. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. It's a warm day in the St. Louis area, but the fans are not feeling real warm this morning. Very tough loss for the Blues last night. Very key was the first period. I thought the Blues owned the Predators in the second and third period, in all honesty, for the most part. First period, though, the Predators had him. The Blues could not get anything going into the offensive end. They were stymied at their own blue line. They were stymied in the neutral zone. The Predators were really, really checking up close. And the Blues didn't have an answer in the first period. They just didn't. This Predators team is a good team. They've got a lot of good players. Philip Forsberg is tearing it up this year. He's got 11 goals and 13 assists. Then you have Subban with four goals and 14 assists. Johansson, three goals, 13 assists. Ardvitsen, eight goals, seven assists. Roman Yossi. One of the better defensive players this year. Uh, Five goals, nine assists. So this team has some good players. They started out a little bit slow. But in last night's game, they weren't slow. They would put a lot of pressure on the Blues early, and it would lead to an early goal by Johansson to give them a one to nothing lead. Arvidsson got tangled with the big stick of Pareko. A shot, hit the post, they score! Ryan Johansson! Bang, bang, out of the corner! Great, excellent zone time early. The Nashville Predators finding a way to put pressure on the St. Louis Blues. Carter Hutton forced to make a good save through traffic, but they keep it alive with a pinch in. And look at this play. Ryan Johansson slides out to that quiet area, and Phil Forsberg just feeds him, and he blasts one with a perfect shot over the blocker of Carter Hutton. It was a perfect shot, and just like that, the Predators are up one to nothing. You know, Johansson was really open. There wasn't a lot of players around him that they were basically standing off of him for some reason. And he just turned around and just made a real, real quick shot. So Carter Hutton did the best he could, but Johansson gets his third goal of the year. Philip Forsberg, who I said has just had a monster year, gets his 13th assist. And P.G. Subban gets his uh, 14th assist. Two minutes, 32 seconds into the first period. The Predators are up one to nothing. And it would continue basically that way in the first period. The Predators really dominated the Blues massively in that first period. 12 shots for Nashville by the end of the first period. Six for the Blues. We're out of the first period with the Blues really looking discombobulated, I guess is the best word I can say. Predators really took them out of their game. Now, one thing I like about Coach Mike as a pair to Ken Hitchcock, Coach Mike can make changes in between periods. Ken Hitchcock is this great coach. He's had a lot of wins and is the top two coaches and top three coaches in league history and wins. But I think since he's gotten older, he doesn't make as many changes. He sticks to his game plan thinking that's going to work. And sometimes you have to make changes. The Blues made changes going into the second period. And in fact, they would outshoot Nashville 13-7 to and have several opportunities 
but so would Nashville, and both goalies had to be at the top of the game for the rest of the second period and the beginning to middle of the third period to keep this game one to nothing. And Nashville the other way. It's Fiala in front. Little chip play and a shot on goal and a save by Hutt. Oh, that was a tough save right there. Big save. Hockey's still out there. Tried to feed Johansson through the middle. It's turned over. Now Schwartz. Back for Shin a shot. Big save by Rene. Rebound. Wired to the corner almost. And Thorbert. The Trangelo shot blocked by Johansson. In with Arvidsson. Two on one. Arvidsson. What a save by And a loose puck. And the Bulls knock it away. And the net is knocked free after a brilliant save by Carter Hutton. Holy jumping, what a play, what a reaction. Reads that pass by Ryan Johansson, slides back to his left, and all you heard was the thud of that puck hitting his pad. So this has turned into a goaltender battle, and Carter Hutton really deserved the win. He played very, very well in this game, and man, he has played so well this year. Just a very good backup, one of the better backups in the league. I'm not sure if the Blues will re-sign him at the end of the year because they have Ville Huso that is just just crazy about getting up into the NHL, and I'm sure the Blues want to bring him in. So this may be Carter Hutton's last year with the Blues. I've heard some ramblings, people saying, oh, he's going to be a number one. No, guys, Carter Hutton's not going to be a number one goalie in this league. I just don't see him playing 60 to 65 games a year. I, I just don't see it. Great backup, great backup, but starter, I, I I don't think so, guys. The Blues would not get a goal in this game. Uh, Nashville would end up getting an empty netter late in the game, but, uh, you know, the Blues fought well in that second, third period. It was just that third period that killed them, and it just goes to show you have a bad period. It can just destroy your whole game, and it really destroyed the Blues game last night, giving up that early goal. They just couldn't come back from it by that time. Nashville tried to lock things down. The Blues got opportunities, but Pekka Rene locked it down. Let's go ahead and go over the stats of the game. Sorry about that. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. The Predators 14-6-2 with the win. The Blues fall to 16-6-1. Predators had 28 shots on goal to the Blues 34. Power plays 0-3 for, for the Blues. They really need to improve on that. That's going to come back and bite them in a lot of these games. A lot of these games. If they would have went 1-3... for three, We'd have had a one-to-one game. They wouldn't have pulled the goalie and we'd have went to overtime. Nashville did not get a power play at all. Faceoff's pretty even, 53% for uh, Nashville, 47 for the Blues. Johansson gets a goal as third and assist. Watson gets the empty net goal as second goal of the year. Forsberg gets an assist. Subban adds an assist. And Rene makes 34 out of 34 saves. Shen gets... Uh, Six shots on goal. Sabotka has four shots on goal. Steen has four shots on goal. And guys, when you're going over stats and talking about shots, it's normally, for each player, it's normally not a good thing. But one good thing was the play of Carter Hutton. 26 saves. He only faced 27 shots. I mean, just an excellent, excellent game for Carter Hutton. There's not much more he could have done. Let's go ahead and go to the post-game interviews where we're going to hear from Thorburn, Petrangelo, and of course Coach Mike on this Big disappointing loss to uh, the Predators. Called you guys lying a lot tonight. You feel like you had something, you know, you guys didn't have a lot going as a team, but your line have something going? Uh, I mean, we had some looks, um, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, it, it seemed like we were going uh, quite a bit, so um, it was great getting the flow of the, the game. And, um, yeah, we had a couple looks. Wish a couple could have won or at least one of them, but uh, unfortunately they didn't. 
You haven't played too many divisional games with the Blues, but you've been in this division for a long time. Is this kind of what you expect in this type of game? Yeah, and we knew that. They're, uh, they're a tight checking team. They don't give you much, um, and their goalie's active. You know, and uh, I think in the first period especially, we kind of played into that with our dumps. Uh, Renning was out a lot, playing it and kind of breaking down our four check before we even got on it. So um, it's definitely a game we can learn from. And, uh, you know, moving forward, I think there's a, there's a lot of good that we could uh, take out of that as far as, you know, the, even the negative stuff that we weren't doing, we could uh, understand why it's important that we do it. Looked like guys were falling, you know, tripping, falling, pucks bouncing. Was it bad? <laughs> was it bad? Ice as bad as it looked? I no excuses. I mean, there's the same ice for both te both teams, right? So, um, no, it was okay. When a team standing up like they did tonight, what do you guys have to do differently to get the puck in? I think put it, just put it in spots where we can recover. I think we're uh, we're a team that thrives on a forecheck, um, and like I said, with Rene coming out and being so active, uh, he kind of broke it down a lot for us to kind of get outside of our rhythm. So, um, like I said, just learning from that and understanding, you know, where to put pucks and. Uh, how to create our, our forecheck even when they, the other team does have an active goalie. Did you not get enough traffic, though, at times in front of him and make it difficult? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we could have done better, uh, that being one of them. Um, but, I mean, they're a good team. They're a strong team. Um, we just weren't able to break them down enough to, uh, to get one at least to go through. Go through. Maybe took control of the game in the second and third period, just couldn't. Yeah, it was some chances. It was just got to find a way to score again. You know, it's, when we don't score, you can't win. So, Hutz played well. and. Frustrating we don't get any, especially when you had uh, power play opportunities. You guys don't turn the puck over much. What did they do that forced you guys into a lot of errors? Uh, we kind of played into their hands. I mean, it's tough to make plays on that ice, too. It didn't help, and I think we could have simplified, especially on uh, uh, when the ice got as bad as it was. So uh, I think we just kind of played into their hands. But when we got it in, I think we had some good chances. Sustaining zone time, was that a struggle throughout the game? Yeah, I think getting in. But once we got in, especially in the second half of the game, I think we had some chances. Uh, we had some good pressure. It was just, you know, uh, Rene played well. We didn't get many second opportunities. Obviously, the power play looked like it just didn't generate any kind of momentum. Yeah, no, we had a couple of looks, but that was it. We getting to be better. I mean, we got uh, those are opportunities when we got to find a way to score goals. I mean, we got enough talent out there that we should be, you know, scoring. Well, I think that there was, I think execution was a problem all night. I think we had open guys, and uh, whether we didn't see him or didn't hit him. Um, you know, I think that that was evident, uh, and it showed up not just in the passing. I think you see some opportunities where we're missing the net. You see some times where we're, you know, we have an opportunity to get in on the forecheck, and we're we're dumping it to the goalie. Those are the little things, the execution plays that that I felt that we weren't sharp enough with uh, to try to create some offense against a team like that. The times too, when you get it into the zone, get some team pressure there, just not really generating. Yeah, again, it's. Uh, the team's playing tight man-on-man -man coverage, and I thought that we just made it easy uh, to defend against. Uh, you know, you, you've got to find a way to beat somebody, either with or without the puck, and uh, and and I, I thought that we stayed on the outside a little bit too much. Problem on the power play? Yeah, yeah. power play, we, we weren't sharp, so we'll have to look at that. Mike, do you think it was more what Nashville does? I mean, they've been doing it for a while, or do you think you maybe start to adjust to you guys? Well, I think what I would say is uh, I think that the second and third period, we were probably the better team. I think that we got off to a slow start and we gave up one goal, you know, besides the empty netter, uh, gave ourselves a chance to win. But uh, but we weren't sharp enough to obviously you don't you don't score a goal. We got to be we got to be uh, better than that. And uh, so, we you know, we had some opportunities. We didn't capitalize. Uh, you know, I don't know that we made it real hard on their goalie tonight, but, uh, you know, we did we did enough good things to give ourselves a chance again we just gotta we gotta finish and we gotta be sharper yeah i liked i like their game they they 
you know, they, they did what we needed them to do. I thought they brought momentum for us. I thought they got to the offensive zone, um, generated some zone time. You know, you, you've got to win battles and you've got to find a way to, um, to separate guys from pucks. And I thought that they did that tonight. I thought he, he was great. He was uh, he, he gave us a chance tonight. I mean, like I said, we gave up one goal. So, uh, you know, you give up one goal at home, you're uh, you're winning those games most of the time. Uh, I see a 50-50 puck on the boards that we gotta we gotta be more on our toes. That for me was was the start. It was it was. Uh, um, you know, basically explains sort of the game for me. That we we started on our heels. We weren't uh, we weren't. They were more aggressive, and they jumped on a loose puck. They won a race, and uh, and we were just a little slow reacting to it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You address things the same tonight with the game being 24 hours away as you. Yeah, were well, you know what? We'll 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 have a quick conversation in the morning about uh, you know whether we look at a little video or not. Um, you know, it's on us. We know that. And uh, but you know, most important thing for me is that we bounce back. I, mean, I just felt that you know, for for two periods, we I, I felt good about what we were doing. We but we that's a team that plays well with the lead, and uh, and I didn't think that we started well enough tonight. So we got to make sure that we're ready to play 60 minutes tomorrow. Is this an example of how tough the Central is for as good as you guys have started? This yeah. Oh yeah, no. It's, that's that's what we're going to face all year. So uh, that's that's we have to get expect we have to be. Uh, expecting that, and uh, and again, it, it, if if we just stay in the moment, and make sure that we are are prepared to play and ready to play our game for sixty minutes, then then we'll be fine. But uh, but again, I think that I think that we our intentions were right coming into the game. I think maybe we were a little nervous, or because we we built it up as a big game, we were on our heels. Uh, I think we got to be ready to attack the game a little bit more. Uh, but again, we we gave up one goal. Uh, we got to make sure we keep defending, and uh, and we know that we can be sharper offensively and. And uh, and obviously that, that would turn things around. You know, I do expect the Blues to turn things around tonight against Minnesota, and you're not really turning things around. You played very well in the second, third period. Take what you learned from that. You're going to have a very similar game against the Wild. And, you know, the Wild have played decently lately and are going to give the Blues their A game. Every team is shooting for the Blues right now because they're in first place. The Blues were in third place. And the Wild won first, the Blues would be shooting to take out the Wild. That's the way this division is. This is going to be another central division that just beats the crap out of each other during the regular season. These teams are going to be beaten up by the time the playoffs start. That's just the way this division is. We all know about the players. We all know Colin Koivu, Stahl, Chris Stewart, the former Blue, Zucker, Coyle Granlin, Nita Ryder, and... You know, we, we know these guys. We've played them a ton. We played them in the playoffs last year. Dubnik's going to be starting. He got the rest last night against Colorado. So you know you're going to get a very good game from Dubnik. His save percentage is not as high as it has been. It's 916 this year. His goals against is 2.66, which is pretty good. He's 9-6 uh, and six this year, played in 17 games. So he's had another good, solid year. And I've noticed something about Dubnik. He tends to get better towards the end of the season. But the Blues are going to get his best game. And in my mind, Dubnik is better than, than Pekka Rene. So the Blues are going to have to take their opportunities, put a lot of shots on net, put a lot of guys in front of the net. They're going to have to go to that net and pay the price. You pay the price for going in front of the net. You're going to get the crap beat out of you. Your knees are going to hurt at the end of the game. Your back is going to hurt. But if you pay the price, you're going to get goals. So I do expect a very good game from the Blues tonight. And I think you guys do too. Thanks for joining me for this game recap. 
the Blues versus the Predators where they lost a heartbreaker two to nothing on a goal by Johansson and an empty net goal late in the third. They'll be playing the Wild, so get down to uh, the arena to watch them play if you're in St. Louis. If not, listen to it on the radio. Catch us next time for another game recap when we recap the Blues versus the Wild. Thanks again for joining me. This is the Drop Podcast brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. I am your host, Lance Descott. All together now, let's go Blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow the Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or the Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lanced at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.